I'm Ray Cushman, and this episode of Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul is sponsored by the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. That festival invites you to come visit one of the world's most beautiful cities and have a great time at one of the world's best wine festivals. You know, Rick, um, both of those descriptions are spot on. It's surprised the, you that I can get it right. Uh, it's the largest wine festival in North America. Absolutely one of my favorites. Um, should give a little information here. February 22nd to March 1st. Right, that's end of February, beginning of March. Easy to know. Uh, 57 different events, including tastings, lunches, dinners, tutored seminars. Got to throw in a caution here. Paul will once again be one of those tutors. Beware. However, I would like to point out that you attended one of my seminars and you liked it. Right? It, was, it was, well, yeah. And, and there's some more good news. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you for want me, to tell him, or you want me to no, tell him? I think I think I should I should admit to it. I can't make it this year. Yep, you're going to be missing a lot of really cool stuff. And the featured region this year, France. Fine, fine. Rub it in. <laughs> I've heard those French folks know a thing or two about wine. All right, so for you lucky people going, there's just one of us to try to avoid, so there's that. Uh, and meanwhile, you can taste and learn about some of the world's most iconic regions. The names, Burgundy, Bordeaux, Champagne, Provence. Provence. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, even Speaking pa- of even Provence, one of the features this year is they're going to do a whole special focus on rosé. And who does not love rosé? And let's not forget that Vancouver is a world-class food town, Paul. Uh, we've had, you and I have had so many great meals together, even though we were with each other. Well, and everybody there is exceptionally nice. They're Canadian. They, they were even nice to Rick. The restaurants treated him like a normal person. I got a grown-up chair and everything. It was great. <laughs> and the festival, people are nice, too, and they make it super easy for you to eat, drink, get tickets, and book hotels. In fact, one of the best ways to book a hotel, the best way to book a hotel, is at Stay Vancouver Hotels. Plus, they have a pretty outstanding offer. If you book a downtown hotel through them, and there are 39, so that's a lot of choice, Stay Vancouver Hotels, and you get a free ticket worth up to 115 bucks for those one of those four huge international festival tastings, and those things are great. So book now while you still have a good choice. And, and Rick, uh, you can just Google Stay Vancouver, and the same stuff will pop up. That's true. Although, 39 hotels, I think some of those have blacklisted you, haven't yes, they? Yes, it's one of the reasons I can't go. There's mm-hmm. no yeah. place left that will take me in. <laughs> All right, so let's recap here. We've got 163 wineries, 15 countries, including 41 wineries from France. Others include Other countries include New Zealand, Spain, Italy, Argentina, Washington State. Washington is not a country? Whatever. Well, I'm uh, just trying to keep you honest, yeah, Rick. Yeah, Principals from all fine. the wineries will be on the floor. You get to go up and talk to them. Great conversations, great people, great festival. And you can also taste some uh, outstanding Canadian wines from British Columbia's own Okanagan Valley. And, Paul, what's yeah. the other great thing this year? Well, um, besides the world-class food, besides the fabulous mountains across the harbor, the beautiful city, the spectacular festival, Rick won't be there. And we've already covered that. It's a, I was going to say, people can sign up for the first ever post-festival Bordeaux Wine River Cruise. Yes, and that's true. My pal Paul here will be hosting it. That is April 9th to 16th in 2020, and you can find all that information at the same place. Fabulous event. We visit chateaus in Bordeaux. We drink wonderful wines. And even better, Rick won't be there. Some of us have jobs, Paul. <laughs> I am jealous of anyone going to the festival or actually the cruise. And all public tickets go on sale January 8th. January 8th is the day to keep an eye on. Trade passes are available now. Go online for details. That's the Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 22nd to March 1. Details on schedules, programs, the Bordeaux Cruise with Paul, and lots more at vanwinefest.ca. That's vanwinefest.ca. It's Canadian. Or just Google Vancouver and Wine Festival. You'll find it. 
Welcome to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. So, Paul, you know the holidays are coming. Yep. The whole studio smells like pumpkin spice. That's my, my cologne. In December, I switched to eggnog. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well, we do love the holidays here at Bottle Talk. There's lots of great wine around. Yeah, great food, friends, families, parties. Not to mention wine. Uh, I think I know where we're going today. Indeed you do, my turkey and stuffing-loving friend. We are <laughs> going to talk about wine through the holidays and even give some useful advice. Uh, we're going to give useful advice? We're going to take a shot. We'll see. <laughs> also today, listeners ask how wine affects digestion, whether you need your wine glasses to match at the holiday meal, at the holiday meals, and if box wine is a good idea for parties. Plus, we have two of the most ridiculous pieces of horrible wine writing we've ever had. And as usual, we will make fun of wine snobs, especially those two writers. Excellent. And by the way, a couple of reminders, we are still on Capital Public Radio's podcast lineup. Their recommended podcast I'm lineup. I'm telling you, it's Sacramento's NPR station. They should know better. And uh, we're also on Napa Broadcasting. A na- network comes out of Napa Valley College. Yes, the number one college in California and proud to put our show on the air. They are proud. They're proud to host you as a teacher. And I, <laughs> I seriously question their judgment on both accounts. Um, and we are now on Stitcher and Spotify along with Apple Podcasts. Plus, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Rick and Paul One. Ask us a question anytime or just go there to make fun of Paul. Hey, but wait no, a minute. Wait no, a minute. No, 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 no. But, but I would like to point out with Stitcher and Spotify as well as Apple, we are uh, we are expanding our media empire. Only our dominance is everywhere. <laughs> yes. If only, yeah. if only it showed. And, and by the way, don't miss the chance to join Paul and some lovely Canadians at the Vancouver International Wine Festival, one of the best in the world. It runs February 22nd to March 1. Information at thatvanwinefest.ca. Or just Google Vancouver and Wine Festival. You'll find it. You'll find it. it. Yep. All right. So before we get started on the holidays, though, Paul, I think, you know, we are yet again here in Northern California and really throughout the West. West, and we would think as, some a, wildfires. as a wine podcast, we'd be talking about wine, but it seems like this time of year we're always talking about fires as well. Yeah, and um, there were a lot of homes damaged and a couple of wineries destroyed, but you know, in a, in a lot of ways, this was not so bad, the last uh, big fire in Sonoma County area, because no lives were lost. Right, right. Uh, um, so still disastrous, still much better than previously. And, and to me, the most important thing is... The wine country is open for business. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we've said this, we said this back in 2017, last year, when it was smoke. But um, this year, it's the same thing. The best way you can help them is to show up. Go there, yep. drink, eat, yep. have a good time. They're You're- all open. The restaurants are open. The hotels are open. The wineries are open. Uh, it's and and they're anxious. They even they even look up and smile when Rick walks in the room. That's how that's how desperate they that's are. That's how desperate they it's are. It's true. It is true. All right. So back to uh, the holidays and let's start with Thanksgiving because it's coming right up there, Paul. Coming yep. right up. Uh, so maybe we should talk about wine. Which wines go with the foods of Thanksgiving? Uh, all of them. Right. Okay. And so for our next subject, uh, no, <laughs> that's actually true. But uh, we are uh, we're going to be at least a, a little more, add a little more depth, just because nuance nuance are us. <laughs> <if that's>, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Yes, so, it are. All right. So, what are your favorites? <laughs> so, first of all, look at the table during Thanksgiving, and there are the wood. The... No, 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 no. All the food okay, on gotcha, the table. Gotcha, and yep, Rick, there's yep. everything from turkey to stuffing to potatoes to sweet potatoes to who knows? They've got the cranberry sauce and the, a million different flavors on the table. So and so whatever you want to yeah. drink is going to go with yes. something on that table. That's totally true. And that is, if there's ever a time to drink the wine you just like the best, that's the one. That's the one. Now, having said that, 
sparkling wine and particularly a rosé sparkling wine, really nice choice because yeah. sparkling wine always makes everything feel festive. It goes nicely with food. Um, yeah, perfect choice. I, I think spark, sparkling is great. It's like, and plus, it's just a great way to start a celebration, I think. It's mm-hmm, just it's mm-hmm. pr- pretty odd. Yep. So, uh, so how about any particular wines besides sparkling for the meal, Paul? Well, so I'm a big fan of Rieslings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the especially lighter style German Washington State uh, Rieslings, they're light, they're fresh, they're lively. And the they ones re- with a touch of sweetness, they'll pick up the yams and the cranberries. Pick up and, the yams. Yeah, pick up the yams. Pick up the yams. Never Sounds like thing. Popeye. Popeye, <laughs> right. Popeye says, Don't, I no, am what I am. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, so I, I, I'm going to vote for that. Okay. You got a white you like? Uh, I do. You know, and I do think a big, rich Chardonnay. I think because of the richness, uh-huh. it just pick, it goes with so much because there's so much hearty, rich foods on the table. I think mm-hmm, it, it mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. goes through. I do love Chenin Blanc, too. And and they come in a range, but they tend to have a lot of flavors that sort of blend in with yeah. that whole thing. And, and we mentioned Vancouver Wine Festival, rosés from Provence. Oh, really yeah. nice choice for, yep. for yep. Thanksgiving as well. Um, do we drink reds? Well, okay. <laughs> Indeed we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. And you vote for? I vote for Pinot Noir. Yeah, It's no the kidding. classic Perry because, once again, it goes with so many things. It does, and it's perfect with turkey. Yep. Um, but I also, I have had um, a lighter style Zinfandel mm-hmm. work reasonably mm-hmm. well, especially yeah, yeah. that but you know sweetness in the some of the foods um i love actually not beaujolais nouveau but regular old plain old good beaujolais can be very nice with turkey dinner as well yeah yes uh i i think about that okay so uh, quickly what about bringing wine for a party or a dinner um, i'm all in favor of it i think it's a good idea let's you know, do it we get a lot of questions about this over uh, over the years um uh, so just talk about a little bit of difference that would you know if you were bringing a wine uh, it's just a walk around party, you know. Okay, it's, it's a walk around party. That big yeah. office party, and or yeah. or or a, a sit down dinner versus a gift wine. Are there, is there is there a difference for you? Uh, to me, there's not. If somebody's hosting, if there is a host of any event, and I walk in with something in my hands, that is a host or hostess gift, and I give it to the person who's hosting. And what they do with it, that's their business. Well, see, I, I don't, I don't go to parties with hosts because they, they, they know, they find out that I'm <laughs> no, there and they toss actually, me right actually, out. Rick, just because to go boom. to a party with a host, you have to be invited. Ah, oh right, that, that, that may explain it. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, yeah, and, uh, any, and any wines in particular that stand out for you as bringing to a bash? Well, I, I kind of want to get a sense of what the bash is, but if it's in Napa with a bunch of really geeky wine people, I will bring something really unusual that they might not have had. You know, a wonderful old uh, vintage port or a tawny port. That's something that most people in, in Napa don't drink. And, and go, we'll, we'll go well with all the desserts that are sitting there yep. on the table. Yeah, yep. that's kind of fun. Yeah. And then on the other hand, if I'm visiting with folks who aren't from Napa, I feel a kind of obligation that I should walk in the door and represent the home team. So I'll bring a bottle of Napa wine mm. and uh, give them a gift from right out of my backyard. Yeah. That, there you go. And nice. yeah, works great. That's nice. Um, my theory on is is just a little bit different. I mean, I, I agree with you, but bring something nice. Um, I think if you for the walk around parties, um, I've gone go to parties with a lot of normal people. Not I'm, I find that hard to believe, Rick. They, they, well, they let you in they, barely, but it's not <laughs> non non wine industry people. Um, yeah, there's only and really the only way I get in because I, I go with my wife. They like her. People, yeah, people yeah, like her. yeah. She's she is your I, meal ticket. She in this is case. my party ticket. Is what yep. she is. Um, but you know I see the wines that go the fastest are Chardonnay and Zinfandel. 
Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. and it's not what people ask for always, but I, you know, they're always out of the shower. They're always out of the zins. Hmm. And so I say, bring one of those. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And if you're going to dinner, there's my friend Pinot Noir. But I say it's also, I've said this before, is, uh, is you know, people think of Cabernet, even though it's not the most versatile wine, they think of it as that king of reds. So it feels like you're bringing them something solid or serious might right. be a Napa Valley Cab. Right. Yep. Yeah. And of course, sparkling wine goes with everything. All right. All right. Yep. Uh, all right. Last bit of advice for the for the holidays, I think, okay. is a pretty simple one. Uh, do not be a snob. <laughs> you should. I mean, you should never be a snob. But if there's ever a time to not be a snob, it's the holidays. Yes, you're there with your family. People are trying to relax and have fun, and they really don't need somebody pontificating. You're supposed to. I, it's almost to the point where I think the the four topics you're supposed to avoid during the holiday season. Sex, religion, politics, and wine. Just drink it. Wait a minute. You're supposed to not talk about sex? <laughs> now I know I'm not getting into those parties. Now you're not getting those <laughs> invitations. Trying to explain a lot here. You know, and, and, and uh, if, you know what's gonna, it happens to is there's all those parties where somebody starts to one-up somebody. You know, yes. oh, I had this. The, you know, I, and, or I, this one isn't as good as the one I had earlier. Yeah. yeah. Now, just, just sit down, shut up, and drink the wine. I see, these are the holidays. <laughs> it's time for generosity of spirit. There but, you go. But, and there spe- you go. Speaking of generosity of spirit. Are we going to share generously our wisdom? We are indeed. We are about to take some <laughs> questions. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening to Bottle Talk. Uh, it is time for questions. And remember, you can go to uh, our website, rickandpaulwine.com, or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at, at Rick and Paul Wine and ask us a question anytime. So this one comes from Sue. Uh, uh-huh. I like this question. Uh, and it's a good question. It's, I'm doing Thanksgiving at my house this year. I'm even kind of looking forward to it. But oh, I have a real boy. mixed bag of wine glasses. Does it matter? I have one brother and sister-in-law who get pretty snobby. Okay. So what do you suggest in that I scenario? say you give your snobby sister and brother-in-law, uh, or whatever, how that worked, um, the worst glasses. <laughs> give them the worst. Okay. I have a slightly different solution. When your sister and brother-in-law call up and say, what can they bring to the party? Say, <laughs> tell them to bring some good glasses. Bring some good wine glasses. Yeah, we got twelve people coming. We'll take a set. Yeah, yeah. Bring the glass, and yes. we'll wash them, and you can take them home again. But just bring your nice wine glasses. Yeah, That'd be great. I like it. I like yeah. it. Right. That'll work. Yeah, Sue. Seriously, no. Of course, it does not matter. Um, and um, unless of, unless that there's a snobby person, you know, it's people are there for the joy of the food and the wine and the, yes. and the company and and what if you got as long as you have enough glasses for everybody there i yeah. think you're pretty good shape and you if know, that doesn't work there's always a ceramic jar i i have to tell a story about a dear friend of mine who is a wonderful artist and her husband's really one of the brilliant young winemakers in america when they got married they looked into renting glasses and when they got the prices for glasses they said the heck with that they went to the local thrift shop in Napa, of course, the thrift shop has lots of wine glasses and bought a ton of glasses for a buck a piece, each one with a different logo on it from all these charity tastings that have been done over the years. And when you went to the wedding, everybody had their glass. Everybody knew which glass was theirs because theirs was one from the golf tournament or the hospital or whatever. And then at the end, they collected all the glasses, washed them donated them back to the thrift shop. Wrote it off. Wrote it off. Cost them like a perfect solution. Very and, nice. and everybody there was in the wine industry well and everybody loved it. Well played, friends of Paul. Yep. All right. We got a couple more questions coming up here, but because Paul and I are all about tradition. <laughs> we are? Yeah, yeah. When it's convenient. So <laughs> over the no next idea. few weeks, uh, we're going to be bringing back some of uh, our favorite questions about the holidays and uh-huh. because they're actually very useful questions. And, and, 
if we do that, Rick, we have a second chance at giving a decent answer. Wait, we're going to take a shot, but, uh, uh, you know, it's still us, Paul. <laughs> All, right. All right. So so what do you got? This was one we got last year from Chris in Reno. And actually, I like this question. Um, he said, you guys always have these odd studies. I, I want to clarify. We do not have these odd studies. Paul loves them. Rick has these yeah. studies. Yeah, but they're great. Uh, anyway, so I dug around in my list of studies. He said, but Paul, he said, uh, is there anything on wine and digestion? That's what Chris uh-huh. is asking. Yep. Is there any yep. studies? Yep. And actually, had, there have been a couple. Yep. And the news is good. Uh, is a 2008 study by German researchers to say wine and beer help speed through the food through the digestive tract and help stimulate the acid that digests the food. Yes. So fundamentally, if you're drinking while you're eating, you should digest your food better. Mm-hmm. That's what that <laughs> says. And then a 2012 study reported in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, which is, you know, my daily reading. Yeah, I'm sure it, it said is. moderate daily red wine helped increase the amount of good bacteria in your intestinal tract. You know, there is some anecdotal evidence of this because I have heard from cruise ships that when they have problems on cruise ships, that the people who drink wine with dinner tend to suffer less. In terms of uh, seasickness? Uh, in terms of indi- oh, bad food. Bad food. Uh, bad well, digestion. Maybe they should have better food, Paul. Well, the ships I go on, that's not an issue. <laughs> yeah. You mean that the food, there's nothing to do about the bad food? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, oh, that's I'm not sorry. what I mean. No, Paul's cruise, not, and particularly that Vancouver wine cruise, <laughs> that food's going to rock. I have Well, I, yeah. I've been on that ship. It's yes. spectacular. All right. Well, that's it for questions for now. We have more in a minute. But, you know, when we're done with that first round of questions, you know what it means, Paul? It's time for really horrible wine writing. Yes, it is. So I thought for this round uh, really horrible wine writing, we'd bring back two of the dumbest bits of writing we have ever had. <laughs> and ever. and that's, that is a high bar. It is really a low bar, however it <laughs> well, was. However yes. you want to look at it. Really a low bar to get under. <laughs> if it's a it limbo. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, I guess the point is that when the holidays come around, the writers get extra dumb. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So, Paul. Well, I'm going to start with this one. This writer may have actually been clinically insane. She asked a question, to leave or not to leave the wine you brought to the party? Yes. I, this question was, that was the headline. The writer's headline. Well, I mean, the writer's first sentence was, I, I posed this question for you. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. So here's what she wrote. You brought wine to a party or dinner and it was never opened. Do you take it back? This can get a little sticky. <laughs> Yeah, think? <laughs> there are those who say that you leave it no matter what and that it's rude to even suggest taking it home. Yes, that would be us. That would be us. Yeah. Those people may take great exception to what I'm about to suggest. I'm raising my hand. I take great exception. Why don't you just go to the liquor cabinet and steal something? Right. Or <laughs> yeah. or why not just help yourself to another gift that <laughs> yeah. someone brought the hostess? You know, <laughs> I brought right. wine, but can I have this cake over yeah. here? Oh, yeah. So back to the writer. She says, if I'm at a relative's house for a holiday dinner and I know no one in the house drinks the type of wine I brought, again, I'll ask if they want me to leave the wine. If anyone answers ambiguously with, it's up to you, or something else that makes me think they'd like to keep the bottle, I'll leave it without further discussion. Oh, dear Lord. Now, now, here's the thing. If you brought a bottle of wine to the and even if they don't drink... They hosted a party. They have holiday gift needs. They could re-gift that bottle just perfectly well. You bought it to thank them for hosting the party. And now that the party's over and nobody drank it, you're going to take it home again? I don't get it. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 uh, it's just fundamentally uh, you're speechless. It's idi- idiotic. It you're is speechless. fundamentally idiotic. Okay. Uh, yes. So <clears throat> yes. Um, yes. And you know the writer's saying if she, the writer knows that no one's going to drink the wine, she gets to take it home again. So. 
why would she bring a wine that she knows no one's going to drink? Well, no, that's her that's her secret holiday gift-giving solution. Bring a wine that nobody wants to drink. You get to get, bring the same bottle to every holiday party for the whole season. It only costs you one bottle of wine. At the end, you get to take it home. Well, there is a certain brilliance to that thievery, but it's still thievery. I'm sorry. All right. It's thievery. So mine is from one of those knuckleheads who's all about being cool and about how mistakes, uh, all the mistakes people make. You know, there's always yes. writing about these are the mistakes, the 92 mistakes you make. Yes. Including reading the, this the, guy. The, the five things that you should never do. Yes. Right. And plus, this guy. I think one of those is having a podcast on wine. Uh, that's six. That makes six now. Um, uh, so, but so what does he start he's with? He's also just a bad writer. So during this season of frivolity and good cheer, don't make a mistake in your parties with your wine service. You want to impress with your offerings. You want your guests to see you as serious about your choices. You do? I thought you wanted people to have fun. Uh, I would think. I no. would want people to have fun at my yes. parties. But yes. Why don't you just wear, wear a little vest that says, I'm serious about my wine choices. <laughs> or a test vent around your yes. neck. Yes. That would oh, be, that'll do that it. That would yeah. do That's it. that little friend. That's the thing that the old Psalms used to wear, that little flat metal tasting dish that they would pour the wine Absolutely. into. Absolutely. So uh, let, me, let me continue on with this brilliance. Please do. Many beginners get it wrong. My advice, do not succumb to populist wines such as California Chardonnay, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, or other tired varietals. I'm interrupting now. Why not? Those are the popular wines. Right. Those are the wines people <laughs> so want to drink. So you shouldn't serve popular wines because people want them. Absolutely not. This... People might like them. Right. And then what right, would you right. do? So he's back back to the writer. With some research and diligence, you can discover white wines that will impress. Like you care. My suggestion is to acquire wines to which your guests will not likely have easy access. Then his suggestions were Assyrtica, which is a, a, a Greek, a Trontis, Argentina, which is lovely. And you can actually find that. And Peak Pool, which is Nobody likes. <laughs> oh, no, that's like not it. true. It's but, a li- but it's a lean, uh, lean I think, acidic Rick, white, and it's hard to find. If I, if the suggestion is to uh, acquire wines which your guests will not likely have easy access, I think just buy any old wine and put it on top of the fridge. It will be hard for them to reach. Therefore, you are limiting their access. Let's guard dogs. And and perfect. Yeah. You have solved you have to, the problem. To, yes. And you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's just so idiotic. As opposed to you know. You're having a party. Here's wines your guests will like. That's right. And if he wants to find, if you want to make the point that let's try to find them something that they might not have access to, or that's great. But but your job at a party is not to educate people; it's to let them have fun. That's why my parties aren't working. That's right. So because when I take out the 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 blackboard, yeah, the blackboard, the the blackboard, you gotta leave. no. I have a wooden pointer. It's great. It, it works really <laughs> well, well. People are worried. Yes. That, that, yeah, people are worried they're going to get hit. All right. All right. Well, you know, because it is the holidays, Paul, it's uh, time for something else, too. I love you so. It's time for some stuff we love. Yeah. So, Paul, what's your favorite thing about the holiday seasons, besides having more chances to drink wine with me? <laughs> Actually, Rick, that was not on my list, as it turns out. I'm shocked. Um, it's not only that we get to drink wine and, f- and eat food, but these are the occasions for which we have been saving all those special bottles. Right. There is absolutely right. no excuse now. You've got those bottles in the cellar. You've been saving them for when whatever it is is going to happen. Well, the holiday season is here. That's when it happens. Yep. Pull them out. Share them with the people you love. Enjoy wine. Have a great time. They'll taste better because it's the holiday season. And they'll taste yeah. better because you're with people you really like. Yeah. And, you know, that leads to mine, which is that we notice each other. You know, we see our friends and our families and we think about them. You know, and during the, we're uh-huh. usually too busy 
<laughs> in our day-to-day lives, we're rushing around, moving on to the next thing. And just taking all the good people in our lives uh, in stride, really, not necessarily for granted, but we don't exactly stop to appreciate them. And at this time of the year, we poke our heads out of our routines, and we look around, and we see the people we care about, and we even tell them. Well, Rick, I'm, I'm really touched by that. So, Paul, anything you'd like to tell me? I, uh, I don't hate that shirt you're wearing. That's something. All right. Well, uh, time to get a couple more questions out before we've driven everybody out. I don't like this shirt. But whatever. All right. So time for a few more questions. This one is from Tim in Modesto. And uh, that's a good question because you see this phrase and it's very new all of a sudden or sort of yeah, relatively it's pretty new. new. What is sessionable wine, Tim asks. He said, I've been hearing that term now, now and then, and I've, I've also heard it used with beer. Yeah. Sessionable wine got me. It, it's it's wine you drink when you're having a session. Yeah, it no. In no. in theory, it's supposed to mean that it's a little lower alcohol, Lighter. so you can have more in your session. Right, which makes no sense. Right, but I don't know where the term comes from. Yeah, but, I I don't either. But yeah. but the theory is yeah, lighter alcohol, lighter style, so that you can stay slightly more sober while you drink it. Um, it it's sort of funny because of course if you called it low alcohol beer and low alcohol wine, yeah. nobody'd want to drink it. So I give the marketing people full points on this one to say, let's call it sessionable yeah, and, you and know, see I, if we can't sell more. I think it came uh, really from the craft beer world, too, because as those yeah. giant IPAs were climbing up in alcohol, it was like the counter marketing. Right. This beer is sessionable. Right. But and, you and I remember when 3.2% beer was a, a joke all on its own. Yes, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's still. Now it's is. sessionable beer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Yep. Uh, so, and this is another of our favorite holiday questions. We're back to tradition. It's from Carrie in Laguna Beach. And I really do. I like the way she wrote this question, too. We have a couple pretty good big holiday parties, and my friends are what my mom calls good drinkers with a capital G and a capital D. Uh, We always get close to running out of wine, even though everyone brings some. So just so you don't think we're terrible, everyone lifts their Ubers home. So here's my question. There's a box of wine I really like. It would be my safety net. Will I be insulting people if I put it out? I say absolutely not, because by the time they get to it, they're going to be so drunk they won't know it. No. Well, maybe. Um, yeah, you know, the truth is that uh, many of the wines in boxes these days pretty are actually good. pretty good wines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it would depend. Uh, t- to me, it's difficult to do that in a party. If it were a bar and they couldn't see what was going on behind the well, counter, I would be utterly confident in pouring those wines. Well, this is my solution, my okay. friend. Okay. Is uh, you get your little decanter or some version Fair of enough. decanter and pour it into that. Put it into a decanter, put it on the table, yep. and you're golden. And if it's a white, yep. put the, stick the decanter in the fridge. Yep. And and, and they won't yep. know the difference. And they'll like them just fine because there's some very there's some good wines out there. Quite reasonably good yeah, wines. I, it really yep. does depend on your crowd. Some 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 of those, uh, you know, if it's just people there, there that don't really care um, and, and they aren't, as uh, one of our earlier questions had, the crazy brother and snobby brother and sister-in-law right you know sometimes they'll they'll, they'll find it as a discovery you yeah. know look this is like yep. this is shows up as five or six dollars yeah. a bottle this the decanter great. solution is a the great decanter solution. is probably a better one so yep. that's that's our suggestion this time around good 
All right. Well, that's it for another round of Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. Our producer is the charming Anthony Van Hook, who is also still patient because he keeps coming back every time we record. Thank you, Anthony. Our associate producer is Jerry Marin. Thanks to Capital Public Radio for the studio use and for including us on their uh, recommended podcast lineup. Next to some really big names. Really big names. You can also listen or subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher and look for us and ask us a question at rickandpaulwine.com or all of those social media outlets at at rickandpaulwine. And a reminder, you can catch Paul and taste some extraordinary wines at the Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 22nd to March 1. Information is at vanwinefest.ca. That's vanwinefest.ca, or just Google it. Just Google it. You'll find it. Vancouver and Wine tickets Festival. Tickets go on sale January 8th. Trade passes are pretty available now. Just go on, check out details online. And plus, if you book a hotel through Stay Vancouver Hotels, you get that free ticket to one of the four international festival tastings. Those are worth 115 bucks. And you can also go to that website and sign up for the post-festival Bordeaux Wine River Cruise with Paul as your host. The cruise is April 9th to 16th, 2020. And it will be magnificent. Yes, it will. And where will you be, Rick? Putting in an honest day's work. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) needs to around here. If you learned anything today, we hope it's when you bring someone wine, leave it there. But you already knew them. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. And remember, the best wines are the wines you drink with friends. Or with us. Especially us. Mm